Good morning. Let's do episode two of season two, Lynn. Good morning. Is it morning for you still? It's morning for me. Yeah, it's two minutes to 11. Okay. <laughs> it's late morning for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a good day, though. I have not gotten anything done yet. <laughs> you know, I haven't really either. I'm, I'm dragging and it's a beautiful sunny day and I woke up freezing in my bed this morning. Did not want to get out of bed. I did, but I didn't want to. It's raining here in New York, but it's nice and cool. But um, I was out late last night and then my stupid self came home and stayed up even later. <laughs> um, so I noticed that last time and, you know, normally we don't worry about this, but now that we're wide and not just on Spotify, we never introduced ourselves last episode and it's a new oh season. Oh my and- gosh. So why don't you get started? Well, I'm Lynn Howard. I'm a paranormal romance author. You can find me on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. I've got, I don't know how many books anymore. 30, no, 27, 28? I think it's 28 now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the, the author of the Cedar Hill Shifter series, the Shifter Council Executioner series, and the brand new Kingdoms of New series. That, that The two romantic fantasy series just came out a couple months ago. And it's important to note that the Cedar Hill series is has like mini series within it. So yes, it's there's series within the series. So the entire world is the Cedar Hill Shifters, but then you got different packs, clans, and prides. I'm also the host hostess of Road to an Abundant Author Life, and you can find me on YouTube as well. And all that's going to be in the show notes, of course. Of course, because you remember. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's great that you brought up the uh, Cedar Hill Shifters, because something we're going to do later involves one of them, which is the title Colton's Kitty. Oh, my. <laughs> That's my since, boy. Since it's the basis of your advertising for the day on your Facebook page, you're welcome. Um <laughs> I decided that that was the one we were going to focus on, but we'll get to that a little bit later. I'll introduce Genevieve. She is my go-to for everything because I am disabled and she helps me remember to do the all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I am also an author. I do have some books out. However, they are adult romance books and I am moving into young adult. So I am sometimes journaling that journey on my YouTube, but otherwise I do lifestyle vlogs. And this podcast, and actually later today, I'm recording the first episode of a new podcast. So that'll be up soon. I'm excited about that one. (laughs) It is called The Blanket Fortress, and it's a podcast for introverts. And that's all I'm going to tell you right now until it's launched. (laughs) Which is why I'm excited for that one. (laughs) (laughs) First episode will be up on November 4th. Um, And before we get to anything else, I just want to say hello to our new listeners because I checked our analytics and we do have some new people, some people on Chrome, some people on Safari and some people on Overcast, believe it or not. You know, what's funny is it's it's like state by state and country by country. You know, everybody thinks that everybody listens on their iPhone. Not everybody has an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one of my best friends listens to my podcast on Spotify. I listen to most of them on my iPhone. So I use the Apple app, Apple mm-hmm. app. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's kind of like the whole, um, you know, use Kindle Unlimited because it's the biggest. Well, Amazon's not the biggest in other countries. You know, Kobo might be bigger. Scribe might be bigger. I tell you, Kobo is kind of giving them some competition. Kobo has yes, been they are. all over the place lately. Oh, I've been reconsidering going wide lately. I haven't decided yet. I'm doing some homework, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe do know. some experimentation. I don't know yet. <laughs> um. And I just want to 
give a shout out to one specific listener. Her name is Leanne. And the reason I'm giving a shout out to her is because she actually answered the episode question back on season one, episode five, believe it or not, um, about whether you believe in the supernatural or if it's just something you believe in theory. And she said she most definitely believes. Well, hello, Leanne. That was uh, James's episode. All right, so let's get into the usual television, even though we don't have much to say, because my opinion of the Winchesters has not changed much, even after two more episodes. Really? Oh, yeah. I was waiting to see what you're going to say about that. I, I just, first of all, the inconsistencies are just driving me crazy. I cannot get past them. And they're just inviting more inconsistencies every episode. And it's just, it's, I don't know. I just can't connect them, I guess, is my problem. Well, I was hoping they would start explaining things away, but I mean, if it's going this far in and it's just adding more on. Yeah. I mean, some of them are, you know, easy that you can overlook. Like in this, this past episode, um, Mary just casually mentioned something about her parents being split up, um, which we never heard anything about that in Supernatural, even in the episodes that we saw her parents. But it, they said split up, not divorced. So, you know, it could have been something we just didn't see in that timeline. That makes sense, though. But it just, I don't know. They're separated. <laughs> There's just so many things that just don't mesh and it's bothering me. I don't, I don't know. Anybody that's been listened before knows that I've never finished Supernatural. We're, 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 we're crunching on uh, Blacklist right now. Uh, James Spader. As a person, I'm not physically attracted to James Spader, but the way he plays uh, Raymond Reddington, who that character is so sexy. <laughs> He's were so you, morally gray. Were you not even attracted to him when he was younger? No, not my type. I was never a blonde. Like I, I was always in a dark hair, light eyes. Yeah, you he know, wasn't even, always even a back, blonde. Yeah, well, all, even all the way back to Dukes of the ha- Dukes of Hazard. I said Dukes of the Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But even I mean, all the way back, I've always been dark hair, light eyes. Yeah, no, he wasn't always a blonde. If you ever watch Boston Legal, he's not a blonde in that. And Never I, I, it. yeah, huge crush on him in that. <laughs> even though he's a freaking womanizer, and, and but he's just—I don't know. There's just something about him. Well, he's not—he's not technically a good guy in Blacklist, but he does have his his code. Yeah, he I watched. He doesn't kill innocent people, you know, things like that. He's got. I a watched code. like the first season of that, and. I just couldn't get into it. Oh, I'm obsessed. He is living rent free in my head. <laughs> Something but it's about not his supernatural. So let's. That's not on. supernatural. <laughs> well, you know what I've been watching. Yep, and let's hear about it. <sighs> and there's four more episodes left. Okay, this is the part that you fast forward through if you're not caught up on The Walking Dead. Let me say it again. Fast forward this part if you're not caught up on The Walking Dead. This last week's episode was amazing. It, it's it, Things are starting to come together because, you know, we have four more episodes and we haven't seen Rick yet. I'm going to be really mad if it's like the last minute of the last episode um, or if he doesn't come back at all. But everything's coming together and the group's trying to escape this little area. I think it'd be really cool. Anybody that's watched all the way back Terminus, um, when they were the whole train, they were stuck in the train thing and they were going to get killed by the cannibals and everything. Carol blew up that propane tank to save her group. I think it'd be so cool if we got, you know, like one of these little circles and Rick blew something up 
to save, you know, his people from this community. And that's how he brought in, you know, how he heralded his return before the show ends. I just think it'd be a really, really cool homage. You know what I mean? Just, it would be, you see, I'm excited, right? But I'm like really sad because we have four more episodes and it's over. And I don't think I'm going to watch the spinoffs. I don't, I don't think I am. I think I might cancel my cable. I haven't decided yet. Because we, I always we might like mainly when watch it, Netflix. I always like when the topic of blowing stuff up comes about. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like the only thing I would enjoy in that show. You know, my mom's favorite part of Walking Dead is the uh, walker kills. Zombie kills. They call them walkers. Well, depending on the group. Walkers, biters, roamers, the dead. Every group. Because in that world, there's no such thing as zombies. So they've never heard of zombies. So they each call them something different. Our group calls them walkers, like the dead's walking, you know. Um, her favorite part is the kills, the zombie kills. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, everything you just said just made me like, that's so complicated. <laughs> like, I don't even <laughs> want to watch it, even if I did enjoy zombie stuff, because that just sounds so complicated. Oh, it's go if you go back to the very first episode of the first season, and I've gotten so many people to go back and start it, and they're like, oh my gosh, why did I miss out on this? I'm like, ah, no, the zombies aren't even the ones you got to fear. It's the people because, well, I can understand that because that was the same way with, um, oh my God, that show that we bonded over that I can't remember the name of now. Evolution? Um, Revolution? Revolution. 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 It was like season two. There was only two seasons. Although if you remember right, season two kind of got stupid. Yeah. But I was really hoping they'd come back and fix it. Yeah. I I think they just kind of like, well, we're canceled. So who cares? (laughs) And they, it went from like surviving in this like, you know, not post-apocalyptic per se, but I guess primitive, like that, the whole world was shut down. There was no electricity, no internet, nothing. And then all of a sudden there's nanobites and like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was I so got... many years ago and we still were mad about it. Yes, I am. Because I loved, <laughs> I love Bastion's character. His redeeming arc was amazing. That's pretty much all we had to talk about for TV, but I did want to mention to our listeners that please, please, please send us some suggestions on TV, podcasts, books, anything supernatural, paranormal, because I am at a loss as to what to watch now. And I I want some new suggestions. I tried to watch something on Netflix this morning and Netflix wasn't working. So we, we started a show called Imperfects. Um, I, we, I, I don't remember why we segued off. I think we just, you know, we do our Netflix and, and Cheez-Its on Friday nights. And we usually watch movies on Friday nights. And I think we just kind of strayed off. It was kind of getting a little YA feeling, but they weren't. They were adults. Um, that was a little different. They they all had these like special powers or something. I don't even know. Hmm. It was wild though. Up. Yeah, it was it was wild. I'm good with then, YA. You know, I don't need it to be adult, but um I'm an adult. I I I just I guess be, I was I tried to figure this out the other day why it's so hard for me to read YA. I think because I for one thing had to grow up a little bit faster and I didn't really enjoy my teen years at all. Um I don't think I can really relate to that anymore because it almost brings up, you know, negative, you know, emotions and, and it's got bad connotations to it and I just don't. I can understand that. Yeah. Twilight was one of the last um, YA. I read a YA book by Rachel Vincent years and years ago. Um, But other than that, I just can't seem to relate to it. I just DNF'd a supernatural middle grade. Did you? Yeah. It's called Serafina and the Black Cloak. And hey, there's something we could talk about. Um, 
by I Robert. I haven't DNF'd a book in a long time. Robert, this is the second one in this month that I DNF'd. I just, I don't know. It's by Robert Beatty or Beatty. I got to page 132 out of... Wherever the end is. <laughs> what caused you to DNF it? Out of 292 pages. I... Well, okay. There's nothing wrong with this, but the main character is like a poor, uneducated. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to explain her without sounding. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be discriminatory or any of that stuff. It's just it. The way that it, she was written just did not. No depth. It, yeah, it didn't really hold my attention. Like it was interesting that she, you know was born without certain bones and and whatnot but i think the author went too far with making her stupid because almost very, wrote her stereotypically it was very difficult like when she spoke for me to read it because it was just so stupidly said <laughs> and i hate to say that word i hate the word stupid but i just there's just no other way to describe it yeah, I know I know quite a few poor and uneducated people in my life, you know, especially the older generation that had to quit school at like third grade to, you know, my, my mother-in-law had to quit school and she had to like help pick cotton and garden and all that stuff. I don't like when they write people stereotypically. Like, why is it if there's a gay best friend, like especially a man, why does he have to be, yeah, sister? Okay, yeah, I have I a gay best friend and he does not act like that. Like, why right. do you have to go with stereotype? Not every gay guy talks like that. Like, right. I mean, yeah, the majority of them probably do. But, you know, there are ones. That, I mean, there's guys out there that are macho sports right. center. You know what I mean? Right. And they're gay. So. Yeah. Why? I, I don't I don't understand the stereotypes. That's I, I hope if people read my books and when they find different disabilities and they find, you know, different races and things like that, that they find the person and not like a stereotype. I hope I've, I've, because you, you, you know, I grew up in a very interracial family and around all forms of disabilities. You know, my uncle um, has severe cerebral palsy. Another uncle was born. My only biological uncle was born with severe cerebral palsy. The rest of my uncles and aunts are all adopted, but you know, it's, I just hope that I do them justice and I'm not writing stereotypes. So if you've read my books and you find a stereotype, please message me. Thank you. I think you do it well because I think with your characters, you um, give them disabilities or challenges, but you don't focus on them. That's not like, who they are. Right. Yeah, it's it's just part of them. It's not who they are. And I'm disabled, but I'm not, that's not who I am. It's just part of my body, you know. Even in a short episode, we got off track. <laughs> every time, people, listen. Even our meetings every week, we do this. Oh, Lynn, guess what? What? I just got a whopping two cents in my bank account from Amazon. No. <laughs> my phone awesome. just gave me a notification <laughs> that Amazon.com deposited two cents into your account. I'm hoping I got some credits adding up from, I've been buying books like crazy. Yeah. Back to the DNF. Um, if I DNF a book, um, 
it's just because I'm not connecting to the characters. It's not anything about the writing. I have DNF'd a book before <laughs> years and years ago. And if I had known this, I probably would have returned it back when I bought it. This has been so many years ago. Um, it was a very, very highly recommended book. It's got so many good reviews. He more or less is raping her, but she loves it. It feels so good. Uh, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I just, I could not. And there were no warnings, trigger warnings or anything about this. You're mine. You're going to love it. No, no. I'm going to shoot you or pepper spray you or claw your eyeballs out. Sorry. You know, <clears throat> more and more, I'm kind of understanding why some people read the last like chapter first to see if they want to buy the book. <laughs> because I can understand, you know, you don't want to get these surprises but oh this was this was early on in the book and i didn't know back then that i could return it it was a kindle book i didn't know i could return it because i was so used to back when i lived in a different town where the bookstore was right down the road i would go two three times a week <clears throat> excuse me and buy two or three books at a time and if i didn't you know resonate with me i would return it usually that same day you know i uh it's funny thing about people who read the end of the of books first is I didn't know people did that until my best friend started doing it. And then all of a sudden, since she started doing it, I saw it in a movie and now I'm listening to a podcast called Books and Betches, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> and one of them, one of the hostesses does it. And it's like, I never knew that was a thing before. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't do that. That's like, I can't uh, either. It ruins Opening it your me. Christmas present before Christmas Day. I can't do that. It's, and it's, I don't. I don't like the suspense of knowing that I got to get up to that. Just, I want to just know what's going to happen. Just, yeah, it's, the, go. it's the same thing as why I don't reread books. Oh, I, do. I already know what happens. I do. And it doesn't hold the same. I don't know. It just doesn't, not the same feeling for me if I already know what happens. When I, and I, I found out this is actually a thing that most people do when they have high anxiety is they want that comfort. So like with me watching the office, it's a comfort because I know what's going to happen. There's no suspense or like the Hallmark movies. Y'all listen, we all know what's going to happen, especially the Christmas ones. Okay. We all know what's going to happen. There's no anxiety of suspense leading up to it. Even something as simple as watching like Criminal Minds or Blacklist. We know what's going to happen. Do you realize that at last count, I've watched the Golden Girls start to finish 30 times? Carl was watching that as a kid, like. But it's because what it's because of what you just said. It's a comfort show. It's a, yeah, it's a comfort show. That's um, the Office is severely my comfort show. Um, Bridgerton has become a comfort show. Like if the Office isn't on, Bridgerton has become a comfort show. And like you were, hey, you're watching South Park when you saw that reflection. Mm -hmm. Even the new ones because it's a comedy, and I know it's not serious. I'm not really watching it. It's just in the background. Yeah, but it's comfort. It's kind of the same thing with Simpsons yeah. for me. So if I'm having like a really, really rough day and you know, I have to read before I go to sleep because I have to shut my brain down. It just goes crazy. If I'm having a high anxiety day already, by the time I go to bed, even if I'm in the middle of a book, I'll go back and start reading an old book or pick up where I left off on that old book. And it's usually, by the way, Diane Duvall's Immortal Guardian series. I can talk about that series all day long. I'm obsessed with Diane Duvall's books. Well, we might get into that in a minute then, because I've never read them. Um, but we're kind of touching on a lot of topics that I'm going to be talking about in the second podcast. So this is shocker that we're all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, tell me about that book, because I've never read it. 
Diana Vall's books, the Immortal, yeah. it's the Immortal Guardian series. I think we're up to 10 of them. I own them all. Um, it's a completely different concept on vampires. I think is why I'm like so obsessed with it. So we've all read vampire books, right? We've all seen the movies, the scary ones, the sparkly ones. You got vampire uh, diaries with the the ring that was, you know, blessed by the 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 witches. This world, so there's a rare symbiotic virus, right? And if a person is infected with it, you could be infected by being bit repeatedly. So your body is um, like, you know, basically your your body cannot. Uh, create the the what is it type a cells to fight this off and it takes over your immune system so if you're a human you turn vampire and it like eats away at your brain and you go into madness and you become like a murderer you know like you just kill unrepentantly and you become sadistic and you just become a monster but if so is it kind of like sorry to interrupt but is it kind of like vampire and zombie at the same time or is it just more like insane vampire it's like an insane vampire. It's like, it's okay. literally doing damage to the brain. You know how when um, some people get brain injuries, it changes their personality and they become violent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. So what the damage it's doing to their brain turns them into monsters. They become cruel. So then if you were born, what's called a gifted one, somebody that was born with abilities like telepathy, telekinesis, uh, precognitive abilities, anything like that. And they're actually born with it. It's not something you can, you know, get. You're born with it. You turn into an immortal. So he has taken these immortals and they are immortal guardians. And their job is to kill the vampires to protect humanity. So because the immortals live forever, the leader of this group wanted to give them, you know, basically a purpose because they're going to be alive forever and a family more or less, because, you know, if you're alive forever, everybody, you know, dies and so that's what they do is they fight vampires and they kill vampires. And of course it's romance. So each book, you know, highlights a different uh, immortal and they find their loves and then their loves transform to be with them forever. And it's, there's so much action and the romance is so realistic. It's not, you know, okay, listen, that's not going to really happen. No, this, you know, that can happen. The only issue I've ever had, and it's not even an issue is sometimes how quickly they fall in love and decide they want to spend eternity with each other. Mm, yeah, but you, you kind of see that a lot with vampires. Yeah, but I, t- I can tell you as a human woman that I cannot decide within a week if I want to spend an eternity with a man. I've been with my husband for 17 years and I don't know if I want to spend an eternity with him. <laughs> it's like, do we want to spend till the t- end of times dealing with each other? You know, like... I think you've gotten but, used to each other. Yeah, it's he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I love the different take on vampire. I love different new concepts, even if it's not done. You know, sometimes you come across a movie and you're like, uh, that wasn't great, but I love there was a new concept. So, you know, I love that people are thinking outside the box. I don't know if you said that this and I didn't hear you, but um, do they drink blood? They okay. The immortals, they're they're um fangs above them like a a chemical similar to ghb forms above their gums so when they bite the human won't actually remember it that's why there's no tail of it they don't actually drink the blood it's siphoned directly into their fang their their blood let me try that again directly into their bodies and their veins through their fangs whereas vampires just they they do that but they also enjoy you know the taste of it and so almost addicted to it okay and then there's 
there's a whole network of humans that make sure that no one's catching it on video cameras, not getting caught on security cameras. It's no, just this cool, cool world. Yeah. Very richly written. You know, the characters are so rich. It's just, I love the world that Diane Duvall has built. I might have to read that because the reason I ask about drinking blood is there was a series of books and I cannot remember what the series was, but I couldn't read it because like, Every four pages or so, somebody was drinking blood, like drinking blood, like out of a cup or out of, you know, a, a bag of blood or it was it was just so overdone. Well, the thing is, they don't need it that often unless they're, you know, injured and they've lost blood or they're weak or things like that. And then they have deep healing sleeps that will help their because their bodies are regenerative. You know, it can heal on their own, short of decapitation, by the way. Um, and if they have lost a lot of blood and don't have a source, unlike the vampires, they go into like a form of stasis where their body will just kind of slow down and wait for a source to come along. It's, it's really, really cool. It's, hmm. it's just, it's, I love new concepts and nothing is okay. That's a plot hole. No, everything is explained in a way that makes sense. You know, I've never found a single plot hole in any of her books. So what's the first book? I can tell you that right now. Hold, please. <laughs> Let me pull up my Kindle app, people. They all have like a um, darkness, shadow, that kind of thing. Let me pull up the library. I'm going to have to pull up the author. Oh, there she is. Let's see, six, seven. Darkness Dawns is the book one. Oh, and book one, um, there's a few things that get explained a little bit further on. But then as you go on, it, everything is like, it was almost like that was the first book that the um, publishers picked up. Now she's indie. Uh, she used to be, you know, with big publishers, but now she's indie. But yeah, this world is addictive. There she's are people that have- a that series indie? Yes, yes. Oh. And then she also has um, a sci-fi paranormal romance, I guess is how you would explain it. Like aliens or? Yes, but then Ooh. there are some of the immortals that have gone into space to help with some things. I'm not going to go too far into that because I've only read two of those books. I'm not real into sci-fi, so I've only read two of those books. I am. Um, yeah, that might be up your alley. But yeah. But see, here's the thing, though, is one of the people in the... F actually, yeah, the first and second book, you might have to read the Mortal Guardian series first to really get to know these people but they oh, okay. can't each book can be read as a standalone because each thing is explained in each book gotcha. so yeah <clears throat> i love it so much well i'm gonna have to write that down How do you i hope i didn't give way too much away diane is diane and then to duval d-u-v-a-l-l -L. and i recommend anyone listening to check her out if my pen will work damn it pen mm-hmm yeah, people have gotten tattoos, Immortal Guardians tattoos. Like, this world is addictive. I read two of her books in one day waiting for the kids to get home. I got no I, chores done that day. I love when people are, like, that intense about a book because mm -hmm. they get tattoos and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I would, I told you somebody found me on uh, on TikTok. They're like, oh, my gosh, I just realized who you are, and I love the Big River series. I'm like, oh. My God, someone <laughs> knows who I am. It's a weird feeling when that happens. No, <laughs> well, because I'm such a weirdo and a nerd. And like, I'm still, I don't want to say pajamas. They're not pajamas. I've changed clothes, but they could be considered pajamas. You know, I'm, I'm still wearing these through the house because I don't leave my house. I want to be comfy. Yeah. 
Sort of on the topic of supernatural, the first time that that happened to me where somebody recognized me was actually from The Shift. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I was on a page of a certain company that we won't mention, um, shopping, and one of the other customers was like, oh my god, are you the author of The Shift? And she's like, you know, and she mentioned like the character names and all this other stuff, and she was like freaking out. I'm like, yes. I was so hesitant. I'm like, what are that you going to say? So are you going to cool. say it was bad or? That is so cool. And it was just so random. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And it's like, it's not even somebody that was like in my state or anything like that. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. it's Or if like I'm at a signing and someone specifically saw I was going to be there. What? Do you know it how is... weird I am? <laughs> I'm it a nerd. So I'm nobody. <laughs> All right, well, since we don't have much more to talk about, I had an idea. Yeah? So on that podcast, that Books and Betches podcast I'm listening mm-hmm. to, they do this 60-second book summary thing with whatever book they're talking about, right? And I thought it might be fun to put you on the spot. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> and I thought the best way... To challenge you was to ask if you would be willing to do a 60-second book summary of Colton's Kitty. Oh, my boyfriend. (laughs) That one was written so long ago, and he's still my boyfriend. Okay. So hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get a a timer up. Well, and I got to figure out how to do this without giving away spoilers, you know? like Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Oh, and I'm thinking about going back to nightly readings. I don't know. Ooh, interesting. Well, the problem is because I have Kay um, every night, and when he gets picked up, it can be 5 o'clock, and it could be 7.30, and you know mm-hmm. the dogs bark as soon as somebody walks in. Right. Oh, it's getting all, right. all cold and cozy time, so it'd be nice to all get a hot cup, you know, a cup of hot chocolate and sit around and read, you know? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Ready? Three, okay. two, one. Colton Barnes wanted nothing more than to find love. Uh, He flirted with everybody's mates. He just wanted to find a mate of his own. He didn't care about actually going and waiting for somebody to come. He was actively seeking, told everybody who wanted a mate. Shawnee had no choice. She was going to be given away to pretty much anybody that her parents picked. So she picks Colton. So they have to learn to live together as two completely opposite people. Shawnee has been raised to behave in a certain way. She has to be pleasing to the eye and to the man. However, her family feels that she could lose a few pounds. Colton disagrees. As time goes on, not only do they fall in love, but she begins to learn who she is and that she has the freedom to find a life of her own. And Colton pushes behind her and holds her up and encourages her to find her own path as they form their own family. Holy crap, that was really good. Was it? Was it too much? Did I give too much away? Nope. And it was. And that was a sexy. Ah! (laughs) I couldn't. There's all these little things. I'm like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. (laughs) That was really good. I am very impressed. (laughs) There's all these things that I can't say because it's spoilers. Colton is my boyfriend. That you did not mention was who Colton is. Colton is a bear shifter and he is fond of his black Stetson. He's and always, he's, he's from Tennessee. He's part of the Blackwater clan. My there boys. 
my bears. <laughs> I fall so hard in love with each of my characters, Micah, Tristan, and Colton. Like, I just want to just squish it, squish it, you know? <laughs> Those are my babies. So, Blackwater Bears is the second mini series within the, the Cedar, Cedar Hill, Hill Shifters. Shifters. Yep. And the Cedar it's Hill so- Shifters is Big River Pack, Blackwater Clan, Ravenwood Pride, and the Morse Pack. While you don't have to read the other ones to read any of the continuing ones, I do suggest you read Big River Pack first, just because it is mentioned sometimes in Colton. Well, and then other characters are mentioned in different books. So it's, you know, even in the Shifter Council Council Executioner series, some characters from Ravenwood are in there. So while each can be read as a standalone, sometimes, you know, reading them through so you know who each person is. I did that with Black Day or Brotherhood. I didn't know anything about the books. I found one at the bookstore and I'm like, wait, who's that? Who's that? So I had to go back to the bookstore. Hey, which one is book one? You know, we won't talk about that series. I stopped. It started, it was kind of like Laurel K. Hamilton. It started going off a different direction. I DNF book one. Did you really? Yep. Two chapters in. You know what? It's probably, yeah, it's, that's more my thing than your thing. I was all for the, uh, the concept, but it just. The writing was so, and the pacing was so bad. Like, I'm, I'm I just like, like she she knows how to write, but it just did not keep my attention. Not your jam, yeah. No, yeah. I, it's uh, the Anita Blake series and the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. I stopped so many books in because I felt like the the plots were kind of going different than they were before. Um, and I was reading them for a specific reason. Like the Anita Blake series, it was urban fantasy and I wanted the action and the plot. And then it kind of turned into like erotic romance. And not that I have anything wrong with it. I read that too, but I was reading that series for the urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I it's, I still love the books that I read and I still own them. Um, but sometimes they just, you know, series go on too long and, uh, um that that podcast that i keep talking about yeah um they did an episode it wasn't i thought it was a full episode but apparently it wasn't um but they mentioned the difference between um urban fantasy and regular fantasy which was great because i was kind of clueless at first um and it, it was it really helped me um kind of understand the difference and it made me actually kind of want to pick up an urban fantasy so um i don't can't really quote exactly what they said but because stupid me didn't make notes but i will include a link to their podcast in the show notes for anybody that wants to check that out they basically talk about just every episode they talk about a certain book certain genre of books stuff like that um the one that i'm in the middle of is like rage reads which is really interesting because they're arguing a lot um (laughs) But I'm just going to read the description of it real quick so you guys can get an idea. It says, three avid book readers discuss, dissect, and disagree. Each week, this book podcast dives into a new subgenre to open your mind to new books. And I will say there is lots of swearing and, you know, like there there is no filter whatsoever on these women. And that's part of what I love about them is they're just so entertaining. But I've already gotten a couple of books I plan to read. So, did you say you have you haven't read an urban fantasy? I don't think I have. Based on the dis- the um, description, you know the what the con- blah, blah, blah. that. <laughs> Let me try that again. Based on the description they gave, 
I don't believe I have. I think everything that I've read has ever just been like romantic fantasy or um, like suspense fantasy there. I don't think I've ever read a fantasy, which this was sort of their description was a fantasy within like true earth. And I don't think I've ever read anything like that. I think it's always been other worlds. Oh, I always jammed on urban fantasy for the longest. I go through phases. I'm on military romance phase right now. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Mafia romance right now is my my little phase I'm in right now. <laughs> you did that because that story is niggling at your it, brain right now. It will not leave me alone. <laughs> I had I finally opened a page and started writing notes because it like would not leave me alone. I'm like, I'm busy finishing this book. So I just opened a page and started like jotting notes and then would go back over to the manuscript. Yeah, that's I'm so it's the way you gotta do it because if you don't write it down, it just won't shut up. Oh, it won't. Yeah, I'm so close to finishing the third and final in the Shifter Council Executioner series. So close. You hear all that stuttering when she tries to say that? This is why we shortened it to SCE. SCE. <laughs> Shifter Council Executioner. Well, I can the stammer anyway, so it's like... I can't even type it without making a mistake. So I know. It's, it's SCE. <laughs> SCE, just keep it at that. Shifter Council Executioners. When I type it out, it's okay. Saying it out loud? Yeah, <laughs> that gets me sometimes. Well, I guess this was just a shorter than usual episode because... I don't have anything else to talk about. How about you? No, I'm good. All right. We can, well, we, can, we can talk about books all day long is a problem, but this isn't a book podcast. <laughs> well, we are going to have one episode coming up um, in November that we are going to have an author on. So we will be talking nice. more about books. Nice. Um, but I just want to reiterate before we sign off here that if anybody has any suggestions for anything supernatural or paranormal that you want us to watch, read, listen to, or even research. If you have some news articles or anything you want us to mention, feel free to email us at letsgetmysticalpodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page, which is also in the show notes. And I guess we'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye-bye.